I tried to make it as a sales rep. I ended up drinking beer all the time. I ended up becoming a lousy father and basically a lousy husband. And after I was home for like two years after the tour, I just, I broke down, dude. And I was just like, God, how did I get here? How did this happen? Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Roman Gabriel Show. Coming in with me is a former World Surfing League champion, a guy who can do it all. He's got his own surf line. He's great in the media and social networking. He's a family guy that has one of the most interesting stories and can tell you about the inside of the world of surfing and what it takes to be successful. Enjoy this conversation with World Surfing League champion, C.J. Hobgood. As you know, the Roman Gabriel Show isn't just a podcast, a radio show, or TV show. It's about a bigger mission, to educate, encourage, and challenge junior high, high school, and college students to live a life of drug and alcohol abstinence. If you want to give, go to soldouttv.com, our official website, and give there by hitting the donate button. The Roman Gabriel Show. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show. It's a Roman Gabriel show throwback with host Roman Gabriel. Faith, family, sports. Roman goes up close and personal with high impact difference makers from the world of sports and entertainment. Get more exclusive content at RomanGabrielShow.com. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel. He was the WSL U.S. champion, surfing world champion in 2007. Uh, he also uh, has an incredible story of impact in the media business, in the in the clothing business, and 16 years on the professional tour. C.J. Hopgood's with us. C.J., how are you? I'm doing good, man. Just time to switch gears out of the Hall of Fame and uh, into the surf world. Really excited to have you on this show uh, for a long time. Uh, we have somebody in common, uh, Jesse Hines from the Outer Banks of North Carolina, who's a been a pro surfer as my son-in-law and uh he's told me so many great things about you and your family uh about east coast surfing and about the tradition of east coast surfing and uh you're a florida guy correct Mm-hmm. yes sir yep i've uh was born in satellite beach and then uh actually live in orlando i've been here for the last three years you know the surfer that lives an hour away from the beach so uh but um yeah i've i've uh i'll be here until my uh till my kids you know, pretty much go 18, and then uh, and then there'll be another another season and chapter for me and my wife for sure. Okay, so you started surfing at six years old. Were there other sports that you liked to play, or was it all about surfing? No, it was. You know, uh, we did soccer and then baseball. I was the pitcher, and my I have an identical twin brother named Damian, and um, he was the catcher. And then, but you know, if you start to get good and or you start to excel in those sports, then they they start to bleed over to the summertime. And then the summertime is when we would travel to California and stuff and and start competing in the amateur stuff. And uh, so those those other sports quickly sort of took a backseat to surfing, and then um, sort of just surfing took <laughs> over. And we did that amateurly, and then. Um, and then we graduated high school, and then uh, and that was pretty. I mean, as you know, in sports, man, it's it'll it comes at you quick. 
So when did you know uh, that that you had what it took to to move forward and, and, and an opportunity to be great at surfing? Um, it probably was a little bit later. Um, I think I definitely think me and Damien operated. Me and my brother operated pretty good from a sort of a underdog. Uh, we're just gonna have to work harder and. Um, uh, and maybe we can achieve these things. And we were sort of just coming at it from Florida where it was, hey, I just want to, uh, I enjoy surfing. And I want to be able to surf the most. And, you know, what will allow me to do that maybe would be a professional career. And uh, there was a point where I was, I think it was like end of my 17, early 18. I remember I was, uh, I looked at my dad and I was like, you know what, dad? Like, I'm kind of looking around and, and uh, you know, I want to say this with some humility, but I think, you know, me and Damien, like uh, next to Andy and Bruce, uh, these other two surfers, I think we're like the next people in line. And um, he didn't disagree with me. Um, and uh, I think that was my first sort of moment where I'm like, hey, look, this could be a potential career path. And this could be something that is worth, uh, you know, worth worth sacrificing and worth risking to see, see what happens. And I think, um, so yeah, sort of, sort of towards the end of my high school, I thought it was, uh, it was worth, worth the go. C.J. Hopgood's with us, a former 2007 uh, world champion, WSL, and uh, some some of his marquee wins, Quicksilver Pro in France, Billabong Pro in Tahiti. Everybody talks about, you know, when they have a goal or a dream is they've got somebody that's a role model, whether it's your father or whether it's another athlete. Um, obviously, your father had impact in your life, but uh, who were the professional surfers at the time when you were 18 and when you had those thoughts, C.J., uh, that you looked up to. I know for me, it was I put posters on the wall of quarterbacks that I loved. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, I uh, for me, it was a little bit different because I had an identical twin brother, and um, and I always looked at him as the sort of benchmark, and the, I just got to be better than him. I just got to be better than him, and. Um, I would, you know, as we started going through our professional careers and started getting successful and making mature and all these things, I would always look at, I'd always, you know, ask God, I'm like, God, why did you give me a twin brother, man? This this guy's a curse. All he's trying to do is take everything away from me. He wants the same exact things I want. He's trying to achieve the same exact things I want. Like, why did you, why did you do this to me? This is a curse, you know? If I want to get a sponsor, he wants to go after the same sponsor. Like it just down to everything, man, and it's uh, and it it definitely fueled the the drive um, to be better than him, and um, and I think I had trouble really lifting my head up and just you know obviously I looked up to, to Tom Kern and Kelly Slater and Tom Carroll and then you know Andy Irons. I think I had a sense of like everyone has something great to offer, like what. What can I learn from them on, on any level? But the the blinders in the head was down was pretty good at sort of uh, being bre- better than my identical twin brother. Um, so uh, I'd say my brother to answer the question. <laughs> C.J. Hobgood's with us, uh, former professional <laughs> surfing champion, WSL. Um, I kind of look at the whole uh, you know eight-month grind that you guys have to do in order to, to win a championship it's kind of like NASCAR racing. Um, you know, there are there are guys that can win races, uh, and then there's four or five guys that can do it on every kind of track. 
Um, and it seems to me that when you look at uh, surfing, that uh, in order to win a championship, you know, obviously things have to go your way, but you have to be able to surf so many different waves and so many different uh, uh, different situations. Tell me about how difficult it is to win a championship uh, in the WSL. Um, well, you know, it's it's just like life, and I think one of the biggest things that um, that prepared me was, you know, a lot of times I'd come in from heats, whether I was an amateur or pro or whatever, and people were just like, oh, man, you know, that wave just didn't come to you and all the ocean just didn't cooperate. And I remember every time I'd be like, you know, I wouldn't want to give them a flat tire or whatever, but I'd be like, Oh, thanks. You know, but always in the back of my mind, I was like, no, that's not the truth. That's not the truth. I was given the same opportunity that guy was, and it just didn't work out this time. I just didn't have it. There's areas I need to get better at. And I mean, you could relate to that in football, you know, like, oh, man, the guy just tipped the ball and uh, you got a bad break there, and but it's okay, Roman, you'll get him next time. And you're looking back going, you know, I was given the same opportunity than the, the other team was. You know, I just didn't have it. I just didn't, and, and I think that prepared me a lot for life. You know, it prepared me for um, – I never looked at it like, you know, from an excuse sort of point of view where it was just like, yeah, I got the bad end of the stick or yeah, that was unfair. I was just like, no, I, I gotta be better and I gotta be more prepared. And, um, you know, I'm just getting fathered along more and more here to get to the goal. There's a greater, there's a greater thing. I think. CJ, what was the hardest thing to break through for you in terms of the type of wave or the contest that gave you the most trouble or the area that you had to break through in order to win? Probably right-hand point breaks for me. And my brother was always better at right-hand point breaks. And um, the reason why is because my brother was left-handed and I was right-handed. So he had more of a dominant hand on his left and he could create more drive because he had more strength. And so he's better on these right-hand points and would achieve more. And I would always be like, oh, man, I got to get better in this area. Um, so that was an area of uh, that I had to have growth for me big time, and it was uh, wasn't something that came. Hey, this is Nick Ruffini from Revoice Media, and I'm the executive producer of The Roman Gabriel Show. We got involved with this program because we realized Roman's passion for educating the next generation of students, and we need your help. We want you to be part of the team as well. And the way that you become part of the team is go to soldouttv.com and click the donate button. Whether you donate once or an ongoing pledge, every bit helps. Please go to soldouttv.com and click donate. I'm Roman Gabriel, president of the Sold Out School Alcohol Absence Program. Did you know that since COVID-19, 35% of 13 to 17-year-old students are experiencing some sort of mental or emotional distress? Suicide is up 25% with high school students. Parents, please be vigilant in watching out for your students. For more information for you and your students, go to soldouttv.com and click on our fitness, health, and wellness page. And parents, check out our Facebook page at Sold Out Students. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show. It's a Roman Gabriel Show throwback with host Roman Gabriel. Roman goes up close and personal with high-impact difference makers from the world of sports and entertainment. Get more exclusive content at RomanGabrielShow.com. Now, back to the Roman Gabriel Show. 
Now, you had an opportunity to be on the tour with what people consider to be the greatest surfer of all time, and that's Kelly Slater in terms of the number of championships and dominance. Uh, how, did, how did Kelly Slater impact your career in terms of what you saw from him and what you needed to do? Um, I think, you know, I think at this level, um, he is, you know, obviously Kelly Slater is the greatest in our sport, you know, and, and you could, people, you know, could argue he was the greatest athlete, you know, ever. Um, but what what impacted me the most with him was just the, the sacrifice the sacrifice, the cost, right? So it's like, yeah, everyone looks at this, you know, you look at someone that's great, but there's a cost and there's a price to pay for everything now. And because he's been on tour, you know, he's 47 years old now. Like, I mean, he's missed out on a lot of things. There's a cost that he had to pay to continue to uh, continue to try to achieve great things on this tour and within surfing to, um, to be that person that, um, you know, that, I, I don't, I don't envy, like, I don't, I don't want that. And, and, and I don't say that in a disrespectful way. I just say that like, he's allowed me because he's been there for so long to sort of see what that cost looked like, Yeah, you know? And it's relative. I mean, I'm not talking about like a cost of like, you know, everyone sort of faces that. It's like, yeah, you want to go to work, Roman? Well, you're not going to see your kids as much. You know, right. you want to go have a fair with, with work your whole life? Like, well, there's a cost, there's a price to pay for that. Essentially, I think what, where we want, I want this conversation to go is like getting on the other side of, uh, of, of, uh, of a season or a chapter that's, uh, of a professional sport. You know, I was on tour for 17 years and, and, um, you know, for me, my story was, okay, God, like, just get me home with my kids. I just want to be home with my kids. I'm on the road for eight months out of the year. Um, my heart's not in this anymore. And just get me home. And then, uh, and it, you know, he's just like, dude, you, it's, I've designed it in a way where you just have to, you have to have faith. You have to jump. You have to, you have to retire, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, and I did that and I got home and I was this, you know, my heart wanted to be home with my kids, but what I did when I got home was I tried to make it as a sales rep. I ended up drinking beer all the time, ended up becoming a lousy father and basically a lousy husband. And after I was home for like two years after the tour, I just, I broke down, dude. And I was just like, God, how did I get here? How did this happen? How did I get here? I'm going to be at my funeral. Everyone's going to say how great of a person you were and your kids and your wife are going to step up to the, to the plate and they're going to go, dude, sorry guys. I never knew that man. I never knew that man. And, um, and that sort of started this like three year journey that I've really been on. And I've all, you know, I've been a Christian I've been saying, yeah, I know God, but man, I've never like fully just walked with him and been fathered in these areas. Um, that I have no idea what I'm doing, you know, because I've always sort of operated from an area of you got this gift, you just go out there, and if you just make it happen with your gift, and things just seem to work out. Like I, I don't have that anymore. And and but um, but that journey I've been on is is something that I want to get into because I think that's the, you know the the way I've been fathered and the tools that um that God's continued to show me has just been uh, pretty revolutionary for, for, for me and my life. And I think uh, those tools aren't just like something you can Google on the internet. Right. Um, and it gives you the answers. 
C.J. Hobgood's with us, a uh, former professional surfer, uh, 16 years on the tour. And um, many people, as you just said, um, especially in surfing where you're able to surf for half of your life, uh, a lot of people look at your life and, and all they want to see is what you did, um, all the great things, all the joy that you brought them surfing and, and, and all the highlights in your career. Uh, but one of the things that's tough is transition. And um, uh, has that been difficult for you in terms of, you know, just finding your identity of, of who you are today? Well, um, I mean, just the sheer design of it, you know, sort of, you know, as I said, mentioned operating from an area of like, you know, you have this gift. So um, it's cool to see like, hey, look, I got this gift. God gave me this gift. But it's still, there's still areas that I'm able to mask, you know. So, you know, you take that away and I retire and now I'm not able to operate from that area. So that identity is sort of taken away. And then, um, and you try to operate from these areas and it just doesn't work out. It, it, it's not designed that way and it ends poorly. And I'm just going, how did I get to this point? You know, how? So God has to step in and then he's got to expose that brokenness. You know, we all want to be, you all want to be exposed in love because that's where the freedom comes from. And then um, he starts to expose these areas. By exposing these areas, he's able to give me the tools um, and, and, and bring me through each day and father me in a way where then I feel love, you know. And then I'm going, okay, God, I do feel love for me by how you're, how you're showing up and how the things you're doing in my life. And then where it really becomes sort of uh, revolutionary for me was then I'm able to operate from an area of that I am love. With C.J. Hobgood, former professional surfer, uh, and I'm going to finish uh, with you with this question, which I which I ask so many athletes all the time, and it's always interesting to hear what they have to say. Uh, C.J., uh, you know, everybody has a priority in life, and you know, we talk about here faith, family, and football, or faith, family, and whatever it is your passion is, and and we and we know what it is for you. So, uh, what does it mean to C.J. Hobgood? Faith, family, and surfing. When you run down the checklist or when you prioritize things, you know, I mean, there has to be an order and there has to be a, a sort of checklist of how, how you check in so you don't get lost um, because the world's going to take you out. I mean, absolutely. So for me, it's like, yep, faith, got to check in with God. What you got for me today? And then what's available, you know? And then how do I get to that area where I feel loved? You know, sometimes that's, that's working out, getting into the Word, checking out a podcast, whatever that is where I can feel and, and, and communicate with God, where I can have faith that He's, he's going to answer my questions and, and work these things out. And then, and then that allows you to show up to your family um, on, on how you need to show up. And then next would be you know surfing, which essentially I've given that up at this point to be with my family. And um, I'm sort of entering in an area where... Uh, you look at things and, and the more you give it up, the more you sort of start to realize that God gives them back to you tenfold, you know? Wow. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. I chased, I chased my family and my faith grew. And, and, um, so now I'm in an area where, uh, I see God giving surfing back to me tenfold because I'm enjoying it in a completely different way than, than I ever have. And, uh, that's how that lines up for me, Roman. CJ, appreciate, uh, your candidness. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for giving me the, the platform and the opportunity.
much, much appreciated. Thanks so much for listening to the Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating text SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. That's SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. And help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel and Nick Ruffini, audio editing by Justin Thomas, and graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music, entertainment, and sports podcasts, check out revoicemedia.com. Listen to The Roman Gabriel Show at romangabrielshow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.